strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate you being here as we talk about the economy. It's been a big weekend here in small businesses. Um, you know, I, I moved from an area that's very touristy in southwest Florida, although it's been hammered. Hurricane Ian de- devastated the southwest Florida coastline, Fort Myers, and a little bit north of Fort Myers and in Charlotte County, all the way down to uh, to Naples, Florida, and Collier County. So those three counties, Charlotte, Lee, and Collier County, saw tourism take a huge hit, and that's a big piece of what they do and how they make money. Here in Arizona, we've seen our tourism devastated on a certain level for a while, our hospitality industry, uh, spring training. And tourist season is about the same in both areas. Tourist season classically speaking, is between Thanksgiving and Easter. Um, That is the way we, you know, obviously there's some spillover, but that's really when you see tourism. And in Arizona, there are people that come here in the summer, but not nearly as many because of the extreme heat we suffer in the summertime. So the opposite of bears, but the same way, we hibernate in the summer. Our businesses hibernate in the summer. Um, they, they fatten up as much as they can for that hibernation so that they come out hungry on the other end for the next season. And uh, we're fat and happy right now. We should be here in Arizona. We've, got a, we've had a great time. Um, you know, the, It, it kind of kicks these big events off. I say Barrett-Jackson because it's the one we all know. It is the granddaddy, the big one. But there are other car auctions that are going on that may do big things things for our economy and and it brings in movers and shakers and the people that can afford to spend that kind of money on vehicles. And then the WM Phoenix Open every year is just the biggest party on grass and there are now a designated tournament for the PGA, which means the purse is now $20 million. Um, so Scott Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler won two years in a row this year. His his piece of the pie was over $3 million in winning to win the championship. So that's going to draw the biggest names in golf, which are going to draw the biggest golf fans and even bigger parties as the years go on. And of course, you have the Super Bowl, which how do you compare um, with that event? That event is just an amazing time. So the economy in Arizona, we're still suffering from a housing shortage. How do we fix that issue? Um, we had a great conversation last week with Shannon Clancy, who is with St. Vincent de Paul, because I will tell you, I love the upward mobility of our economy. I do. I think that, that we've got to always continue forward. But we also have to realize that that means that there are also going to always be people that whether it's their fault or it's not their fault are going to be left behind or fall through the cracks. That we are going to see, and this is one of the issues that I focus on this, is oh, there's no doubt, listen to the show, I'm a capitalist. And I believe that, that a rising tide does lift all boats. I truly believe that. When you live and work, in, and I've lived and worked in some very affluent areas, and I was but the money's better. It just is. And it's, it is just the way it works. And so I want everybody to have a taste of that without forgetting, without forgetting that we have a responsibility to look out for people. And when you see someone, when you meet somebody and you have a real one-on-one conversation with someone who is either homeless or almost homeless, who are right on the edge of losing their place to live and the prospect of living in their car, um, when you see that happen and you have that conversation where you connect with someone, you truly feel it in your heart. That could be me. It may be not right this minute, but there's been a time in my life where that could have easily been me. 
And then that's what transforms people into wanting to do something about it. I just believe that it's organizations like St. Vincent de Paul and others um, that are better at um, spending the money wisely and most effectively. Two different things, by the way. One is efficiency and the other is stewardship. And they just do a better job. And so when governments like the city of Phoenix partner with St. Vincent de Paul, I think it's a great thing because now you're going to get maximum value for your dollars that are spent. As long as the city stays out of the way and let St. Vincent de Paul run this, I think it's a fantastic thing because what it's addressing is getting people off the street and not only stopping them from being homeless in the short term, but getting them a pathway to being back where they're sheltered, where they have a home. And I bring all this up while we're talking about the economy because we just had, we just showed off ourselves at our best. Um, Every single celebrity that I had a chance to talk to about Arizona hosting the Super Bowl, many of them with decades experience, uh, Sal Palantonio, this was his 30th Super Bowl. And if you don't know who Sal is, he covers the Eagles. He's a ESPN star um, and a contributor on ESPN. Sal Palantonio told us he loves Arizona. They've done a great job. We've shown ourselves at our best. Now, what we have to be able to do is make sure that we have an economy that's growing and that we are there doing the right thing. I'm not saying the government. I'll be honest. I don't think the government's good at this. I don't. I think the government should just facilitate. In other words, let the private sector do what it does. Let the affluent businesses that are growing and doing good things right now, great things right now, let those business owners – Um, donate money where they see fit to organizations that are best equipped to fix these issues. Let's address at the government level the things that are slowing down more housing, making housing more expensive, whether it's regulation and red tape and how long it takes to get a project done. The simplicity of building a home, if you buy a piece of land to go through the permitting process with whatever city you live in and whatever county you live in to fulfill everything you have to fulfill before you can put a shovel in the ground, that's just if there's just a person that's building a home. Now, I want you to think about investors that are building multifamily dwellings, apartment complex, condominium complexes. They're going up everywhere. Drive in the Arcadia area. They are springing up everywhere. How long were those projects in court or in you know the city, in the county, um, being uh, adjudicated somehow so that before the projects were approved and they could put shovels in the ground? How much did they have to pay architects and lawyers and designers and engineers and just to get a project approved? All of that gets put into the cost of the project itself. If you can maintain integrity and maintain standards, but reduce that time, it makes it easier. It's going to help us solve our problem faster. I believe it's a good thing that after we have shown off Arizona the way we have, after Arizona has been viewed on television and all over the place, and then the people that came here and the people that came here of means that are saying, let's get some land in the East Valley. Look at what's happening out there. Let's get some land in the West Valley and let's move and get out of the snow. We are going to have, this is a destination and it's going to continue to be a destination. And I just want us to be prepared and be good at it. And I believe we will. Um, you know, uh, we saw the city of Chicago is floating the idea of guaranteed income, which is not going to fix any, fix anyone's problems. I don't believe it for a moment. 
Coming up in a moment, um, Republicans are trying to repeal a big EPA regulation. What's it going to do and why is it necessary in their minds? All that's coming up. and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. We just were talking about the economy and what I what uh, this what I think is what benefits and what is best is when the government stays small and stays out of the way for the most part. And there are those that believe the opposite, that in order to have a thriving society, you have to have a powerful government that steps in and makes sure that people aren't abused. I do believe that abuse happens, but if I have to trust in a government entity, and it doesn't matter what political party is involved, I just think that in and of itself, the way it's built and structured, it's not the most efficient way, and it can be abusive, and when it gets abusive, everybody suffers. I would trust a business owner over a politician any day, and I have friends that are politicians that I like and trust very much, but when it comes to running you, you are best equipped to do that. And any way the government can stay out of your way, I think they should. Uh, I think that that's part of it. I have a in here, I just brought with me this stack of silly laws from across the country that they printed up today. It's Today is A through M and N through Z is going to be tomorrow, I think, or later this week. And it's interesting how every state in the country has dumb laws. My point is we have laws on the books that we don't even need anymore. And we have lawmakers that go to our state capitol every year to make even more laws. And a politician should be asking themselves, is this any of our business? How does this benefit society? I'm not saying that there aren't things out there that can be done, but that's my question is at what point are they going too far? Um, there is a growing movement to not only ban gas stoves from people's homes, they want to ban gas connections to new construction homes as a whole. What it does to the gas industry, to the natural gas industry, Southwest Gas, by the way, I don't get anything from them. This is just my opinion. I miss my gas appliances. In my former home, um, I had a gas stove. I had a gas dryer. I had a gas water heater. I love the efficiency. I love the lower prices. And, you know, if you stop, if you start telling Southwest Gas, you can no longer connect to new homes in Arizona. Now, I'm not saying this program is here, but if this program comes to Arizona where they stop new construction from connecting gas, you're in trouble. I mean, how does that gas industry survive? Um, and that's where the issue is. Is this something that's good? And I don't think it is. I think it's crazy. I think it's another set of uh, – uh, it's, it's more of the scare tactic science that's going to turn out to not be um, a big deal. But this one, Republicans are trying to repeal one of the biggest, most far-reaching regulations of the EPA. And it has to do with the federal government under Joe Biden protecting waters and saying the the idea being that they are trying to protect the water from polluters. Well, none of us want pollution, or at least I don't believe that any of us want pollution. And so but the idea that the government has to make these oppressive rules. Well, we understand that the president said he was going after the oil and gas industry, fossil fuels. He wants them to come to an end during his time in office and I think it's a scary idea um, 
and and I just wish we had a more practical approach to things. The battle lines that always are drawn in these conversations, because it's usually whether it's the people on the with the extreme points of view that get all the attention, or they are the only ones that are interested and engaged enough to talk about it. But if you think of where you could be listening to me right now and think that I'm crazy, you could be someone out there that believes that uh, climate change, man-made climate change, has got us on the precipice, right on the verge of a of a doomed society. And you've been listening to this science since the 1970s that tells us every seven to 10 years, we've got exactly seven to 10 years to fix this problem where it's going to be irreversible and we are doomed. I've been hearing it my whole life. You may completely believe that. And I respect you. I honestly do. I just disagree with you. Where the conversation goes sideways is when you accuse me of not caring about the environment. Because that's not the case. The average person that wants schools to be changed loves teachers. They don't hate teachers. They want the system fixed. I think when I moved to Arizona, it's the most beautiful place I've ever lived. And I grew up in a beautiful place. I mean, I grew up in southwest Florida. You go to the Gulf Coast of Florida, and it's breathtaking. I, I, and no offense to the East Coast, the Gulf of Mexico to me is it. That is, that's heaven to me. But when I moved here, I fell in love with Arizona. And I would do anything I could to preserve it and protect it. I, you know, I, I love the outdoors. If you're a hunter or an angler, those are the people that want to protect the herds and the, and the schools of fish. Uh, they want to make sure the water is clean, that we have enough water, that the lakes stay full of water and full of fish. Um, they want generations of memories to be made out in the forests of Arizona. Nobody wants the air to be deadly. No one wants the, um, you know, the soil to be deadly. We want to stop fires. We want all of these things. The same. We just disagree on how to get there. I don't think the federal government rolling into Arizona and setting down a bunch of rules that if you look just at the forest fires, I think you're going to see that the federal government and its policies are doing a disservice to the people of Arizona in this country. If you can't cut in fire trails and you can't get rid of underbrush and you can't get to where the fires are when they start in these very um, you know, far away places – you got to either A, wait till the fire burns to you, B, do back burns, and you're, or C, fight it from overhead. Sometimes do all of the above, but it certainly isn't the most efficient way to fight fires. In other words, I think we're all environmentalists in our own way. We all want clean water and clean air for our children. We all want the pristine places in Arizona to remain that way. Took my mom on a trip uh, over the weekend uh, to show her we drove up South Mountain. My mom comments when she's in town, she comments how beautiful the mountains are because Florida's flat. And so um, where we take these mountains for granted, Camelback and South Mountain, just the beauty for us, it's every day. So we drove up to the top of South Mountain, and that view of Arizona, even though you're looking out at the city, is breathtaking. I want that preserved forever. I, I, you know, I don't want to see litter. I don't want to see devastation. And it's crazy to think otherwise. I just don't agree on certain issues. How do we come together in a way that's reasonable? That's reasonable without all of these rock throwing sessions because I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me. And if we don't get there, we're not going to have any progress in any direction. No way. No way.
We got to go back to the UFOs, um, the unidentified flying objects. The DOD is not ruling out aliens as we've shot down a fourth object. They're not ruling out anything. Could it possibly be life from another planet or is this spying from the Chinese or is it just a weather balloon? We'll discuss it next. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, just looking at this story. Hey, Julia, uh, I have a question for you. I have a question. Uh, are you with me? Yes, I am. Um, today is the 13th of February. What does that mean tomorrow is? Valentine's Day? Yeah, it is. Do you, do you uh, first of all, do you celebrate Valentine's Day with your significant other? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. You don't think it's kind of a... You know, what do they call it? A Hallmark holiday where it's almost like, you know. It's a little, I mean, it's a little cheesy. I enjoy the history of Valentine's Day and kind of how that came to be. But the 15th is also my birthday. So I kind of get back to back celebrations. Oh, does that mean he gets to cheat and buy you one gift that covers both days? No, I mean, we've worked it out. We know what we're going to do for both. So really? Yeah. Man, you're pretty forgiving. Good for you. It's like how it's like being a Christmas Eve baby. A lot of those kids get ripped off. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to get ripped off. So, do you go out to dinner on Valentine's Day? Do you fight the crowds? Uh, on Valentine's Day this year, we won't. I think we'll go out on my birthday. We'll probably okay. cook at home. That's a good idea. Yeah. Now, like flowers. I like flowers, but I'm not like asking for them. I don't really know what's going to happen. Because here's the deal: I'm I'm a uh, um, hard to believe I'm I'm single. I know because um, you work with me every day. <laughs> this attitude, but I'm I'm someone that I always I used to go through the grocery store line all the time and grab flowers when I was married, and they used to always same thing. Oh, what'd you do? I got to do anything. I'm just bringing flowers home. Is that the only time guys buy flowers? So for me, I'm not a cheapskate. But when when you know grocery store flowers go from 15 bucks a dozen to 45 bucks a dozen, I think, well, why not just skip it until the 15th? Would that upset you? Um, I don't know. I still think it's the thought that counts that's important. On the day? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's weird because like me, myself, like having the back-to-back... I don't know. I've never really thought about it. See, I'm a bad, I'm a bad gift giver anyway, and I'm, I'm <laughs> really? the worst. I'm the worst at getting them because I have. I genuinely don't like to get gifts. I don't like it. You don't like no get, receiving gifts. Nope, I don't okay. like receiving gifts. Gotcha. But I like to get things for people. But I, I can't even figure out what you do for Valentine's Day that's not cheesy. I don't know. I think that's the point. It's like kind of like a cheesy, fun day, and has it become over commercialized? Yes, but it's still like a cute way to celebrate love in your relationship. So, so uh, the, the little red heart box of chocolate, you know, the assorted chocolates is still okay. It's not cheese ball. That doesn't scream to you. I couldn't think of a real gift. No, because when the when else are you going to get? You know, a box of chocolates. You know, that's like the one time they're all over the stores. You know. Okay. All right. So, man, you're you're a good girlfriend. He's a lucky guy. You're pretty easy going. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. All right. I just wanted to check. <laughs> you know, not that I'm bitter about things, but I just wanted to check. And we're gonna play uh, all love songs tomorrow. We are. I think no, so. Tomorrow morning, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the songs out there. Um, Sail on by the Commodores, which is the greatest breakup song ever in the history of the world. <laughs> we're gonna play Love Stinks by the Jay Giles Band. We're going all single bitter guy music all day long tomorrow. All right. All right. <laughs>
All right, so uh, let me get back to the real topic. I just happened to notice that the story was written yesterday. Today's the 13th. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Um, the U.S. shot down a fourth object flying over Michigan. And what's interesting about all of this is we had an object that was from China. NORAD was on it. It traversed Canada. And then um, it traversed all across North America, across our country. And when it got over the Atlantic Ocean, we shot it down. The Chinese said they reserved the right to uh, to act in rebuttal. We know there was one over Alaska. There's one over Lake Huron now. And what's, the DOD is not saying they're, – they're not ruling anything out. So this question about extraterrestrial life has always been a big one, and the government has always held on to things. Do we have UFOs? I have I have one friend in particular, but many friends. I have one friend in particular that really believes they're out there. They've been here for a long time. Don't know why the government's hiding it. Let's just bring it out in the open, and let's acknowledge that we've been visited by other places that are probably more technologically advanced than we are. There's no way we're alone in this universe or multiple universes, and let's just get on with it. Let's see if we can't, you know... Um, find out how to how to have a rapport and make contact but they're not even the u.s government is is saying we're not ruling anything out so i have friends who are saying this is all this is a deflection that what's going on there are so many important things going on in the world that we should be watching with our government and otherwise uh, hearings that are happening and stuff that's going on that we shouldn't be looking at that. So they give us this huge distraction. Like what's going to be next that we are now going to find a Bigfoot carcass. Is that going to be next? It's going to distract us from the really important stuff that's going on. I'm not one of those people. Um, but I, I, this is going to make some people angry when I say this, and I mean this respectfully. I, 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 I don't care. Um, what I mean by that is it would be interesting if, if, if there was if, – if there truly was a, an extraterrestrial, a vehicle that was in our, in our airspace from another planet, and it landed on the White House lawn, I would be intrigued, but it wouldn't change my life. I know, I get it. There's people telling me I'm, I, I am, I can already guess the messages that are coming through about how crazy that is to say, how world changing, how solar system changing that would be. I'm just saying that it's not a topic for me that is something that is that intriguing to me. I would look at it and go, wow, that's pretty cool. And we talk about it on the show tomorrow. I'd try to get the alien on the air. Let's be honest. But it, it is not something that I'm not overwhelmed by this. I'm also a realist in many cases. When you look at a situation and it says, you know, these are probably weather balloons from China or surveillance balloons from China, I am a lot more likely to look down that road and say, you know what, that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. And then we have to ask ourselves, how long has the Chinese been doing this? How long has our government known about it and we just have it as a citizenry? What does it teach them? What are they learning from these? And are we in danger? Those are the questions I'd like to have answered. That's about it. Uh, in a moment, an interesting topic. A New Jersey uh, restaurant has made an interesting change. I want to find out if you think it's a good idea, if it's something that makes you want to go to this restaurant, or if it makes you angry. We'll talk about this because it's a business thing. Next. Strong values 
and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Coming up just after 11 o'clock, uh, we will talk about ESAs, the, uh, the expansion of the um, of school vouchers. We'll also talk a little bit about the border because Governor Hobbs gave an interview to Fox News. I thought it was a great interview, um, uh, very telling, very revealing, as interviews are supposed to be. And she did an interesting job. I thought she did a great job in the interview answering the question so all of us can understand exactly where she stands on a lot of these issues. So we're going to get to that coming up just after 11. And now this is interesting because I like to go out. And I like to eat quite a bit. I have a few favorite places I hang out in town. Um, I saw this. This is in New Jersey. This is not in Arizona. But it made me think. I wonder how people are there. There's a couple of visceral reactions that people get when they hear a headline like this. It's Nettie's House of Spaghetti, which is kind of a cool name. Um, it's an Italian restaurant and in New Jersey. And it is banned children under the age of 10. They won't let you in if your child is under 10 years old. I don't know, I don't know how they verify that um, if it looks close. But it says, we love kids. We truly do. But lately, it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettie's, the restaurant said on social media. The ban on children under 10 will go into effect March 8th. We know that this is going to make some of you very upset, especially those with very well-behaved kids. But we believe this is the right decision for our business moving forward. We hope that our guests will be respectful of our policies and our restaurant. I'll tell you, I'm a big believer in if you're putting up the money, you get to make the decisions. I don't always agree with them. I've mentioned before that one of my favorite places to hang out is at Hillstone which is in like 26th Street and and uh, and Camelback on the north side of the road. And it's a great restaurant. I sit in the bar most of the time. But I wear a baseball cap a lot. And you're not allowed to wear a baseball cap in the dining room, which to me is kind of a silly rule. It just, But it's their rule. I don't argue. You know, that's their rule. Now, you can go in in golf shorts and flip-flops. I got no, as far as I can know, as far as I can tell, I got no problem with that. Tank tops. But a baseball cap, whatever reason, ruins the image of the place. That's my feeling on it. What am I going to do? Boycott the place and never go back? No, I sit in the bar. They allow a baseball cap in the bar. I sit at the bar. Bartenders are great. Um, you know, it, it's cool hanging out with them anyway. But my point is, I believe that uh, and what will happen here is the the market will dictate what happens with them. If families obviously quit going because they've got young children, and even when their children get older, they say, we're not going back there because you're not family friendly, then they'll change their business model or they'll go out of business. But I don't understand. Uh, this was more of a launching point for me of the conversation about how we respond when someone in a business does something we don't like. It's the best opportunity for you in the world. If you love something somebody is doing, go buy it. If you don't love what they're doing, don't buy it. And if they, you know, this whole thing about, and I know it's a different topic, I'm not melding them together, but we've had these businesses that say, I don't want to take part in this because of my religious beliefs, or I don't want to do that because of my moral and religious beliefs. And then there's a court case and people are forced to do these things with their business. Why? If they're wrong for the community, the community will run them out of business. 
go on Yelp or go on any one of these other apps where you can leave a review and leave a lousy review and say, we went in here and we asked them to do this for us. And because of who we are and what we are, they told us they didn't want to be involved. Don't spend your money there. Instead, it becomes a political conversation where you are now going to, A, spend your money and give it to someone that doesn't want your business, which is foolish, or – They are going to win in court, and you're going to have wasted your time and effort and gotten angry at a time, usually if it's a wedding or something like that, that's most important to you. I don't understand it. I never have understood it. There are too many other businesses out there. I've paid for weddings. I know how expensive they are. You know, when my oldest got married, and to be very honest with you, I I don't, I certainly don't get it. You know, I wouldn't deal with you if you had a bad attitude. Never mind if you came right out and told me, I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing. So I don't want to be, or I just don't agree with what you're doing. I don't believe in it. I wouldn't want to spend my money there. And so this is, uh, this is one of those a lot less, it's not as politically charged, but there are a lot of people out there with kids that have older kids now that are, they see this and they think, how ridiculous. That's someone who's never had children. No, it's probably someone that has looked around <clears throat> and seen people that are having a good time and a child who's just being a child is crying or throws a tantrum or whatever. It's a baby. How many of us have ever been on an airplane with a screaming baby? Part of you feels horrible for the mother who's having to deal with a child with their ears so congested because of a flight. And part of you wishes that she would go sit in the lavatory until the flight's over. But if a restaurant says, we want to create an atmosphere, we have a dress code, you have to wear a shirt and tie, we have a uh, no jeans, um, they're either going to thrive because people like that atmosphere and more dressed up, or they're going to fail because it's Arizona and everybody wears jeans everywhere. Dressed up in Arizona is jeans, a t-shirt, and a sport coat. Let's be honest, that's dressed up to a lot of us. But if a restaurant says, we don't want kids under 10, and we don't want kids under 10 because they're unruly sometimes and they run around the tables and they, they, they cry and they throw fits. And we just we want to create an atmosphere that's different than that. I guarantee you they're going to get hate mail. I just I just laugh at what we do and how we overreact and how we want to tell other people how they have to run their business. Now, you can by virtue of just not going. When people say I'm not going to I'm not going to frequent your business and I know a lot of other people that aren't going to as well, they'll rethink their policies. I just thought it was an interesting story. So Nettie's House of Spaghetti, are there those of you out there that say I want to go to that place? I'm going to go to that place because I've raised my kids already or I don't have kids and that's my kind of atmosphere. It's just it's worth the thought. All right, right around the corner, Governor Hobbs sat down with Fox News and she talked about the border and she talked about education and the expansion of vouchers program. We'll fill in both next.